Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and today we're talking about goals, specifically struggles we have with them. In show 481, we talked with Mark Sanborn. He's the author of The Potential Principle. We asked him what his favorite Zig quote and value was, and he gave us this. Hi, this is Mark Sanborn. Zig Ziglar was one of the great positive influences on my speaking career very early on. And one of my favorite comments is when Zig said, what you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. It's so important to remember that goals are a way that we measure our success, but ultimately it's about becoming the best that we can be that really matters. In my new book, The Potential Principle, I talk about how to become the best of what you do and keep getting better. And it was Zig Ziglar early on who inspired me, not just through his actions and words, but through his attitude. You know, every time I ever heard or saw Zig, he was always very positive, very upbeat, and it was obvious that he enjoyed what he was doing. So many people approach their work as a kind of obligation, but to me, Zig exemplified what it meant to approach your work as a great opportunity. He's made a lasting impact on my life, as I know he has so many thousands of others, and I'm indebted to him for the positive impact he's made. Thanks again to Mark for sending that to us. So we took that and we created a great inspirational quote poster uh, that says, again, that quote, what you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. And we posted that on the Ziegler Facebook page, along with this question. If you understand the value of goals, but have still not written them out for your life and desires, why? Well, we got a lot of responses and we picked out five we felt were highly relevant for everyone that, that, that most of all of us would resonate with on some level. So acclaimed Ziegler speaker, Michelle Prince, joins me today to co-host a very real discussion on the struggles that we all have with goals. Folks, if you want to give thanks to Zig Ziglar and his legacy, please leave a review in iTunes to help other people find this message. Well, here then is Michelle Prince as we address your comments on goals. All right. So Michelle, goal setting is the topic here, and it's really the struggles that uh, folks have had. We've got some great questions coming in, but I was going to dive in. I'll put you on the spot and ask, have you had any issues, any challenges with your own goal setting initiatives? Uh, yes. I hate to admit it because I know better, especially uh, having worked for Zig, uh, so many years ago, I was actually, uh, exposed to the performance planner and Zig's seven step goal setting formula when I was 18 years old. So oh, wow. I know better. I know what to do, but yeah, I've struggled because sometimes it's that, that consistency or setting goals that may not be the right goal. Meaning, it, you know, maybe something that I'm interested in attaining at the time, but if it's not really tied to all those, uh, you know, the most important things and my passions and what I really want to accomplish, those tend to be goals that kind of get on the back burner. So yeah. I have struggled through the years. I find I'm most successful when I'm really, when I have my top three goals that I know that I'm working on, you know, personally and professionally, when I have those in front of me and I'm writing them down and when I'm in that mode, you know, very, very successful, but, but I'm human and I definitely fall off the wagon every now and then too. <laughs> well, here, I, I have a, you, so 18. So I have, a, I have a good story on that. I was 15 years old, 1986, and I'm at a Ziegler conference. I think my dad and I helped sell product in the back. You know, they take volunteers. So I was really honored to do that. 
uh, and I bought a goals planner. Uh, it was blue back then. Uh, I kind of had some gold edging. I know on. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I had mine in 89. Okay. So there you go. So well, here's the, here's the admission. I'm so uh, ashamed to, to say I got the thing. We stood in line, went up, I got Zig's autograph and I cherished it so much. I never cracked it open. And today I have a brand new 1986 goals planner. Now, of course, now I have, now I have others and I am saving that one legitimately now, but right. it is, uh, very, uh, yeah, very appropriate to the challenges here that I got the thing and it sat there like the Holy grail and I never used it. So, uh, the point is to use them. So, Hey, that's what we're going to talk about today is how do we dive in and actually take them. So we've got a handful of questions, I think four or five here that people posted on Facebook and I'm going to dive in and let's, uh, let's, let's give some comments to it. So the first one, now this is cool is from Gregory, Gregory Byerline. Gregory was on my cycling team, man, 15 years ago. Wow. And yeah. He was one of the first ones to post it on, uh, on Facebook. So Gregory, thanks so much. He says, I write down, I write my annual goal in November, December, then check in monthly to mark the progress and completions. Short term and annual goals are easier to conceptualize, but I've yet to write down goals beyond 12 months out. I would love to have a three to five year outlook, but it's been a challenge. I'm grateful for annual goals, but it still feels a bit short sighted. Uh, yeah, Michelle on that, I, I, you know, as I thought about that, I thought, gosh, you know, I understand that to a degree and I conceptualize long-term goals somewhat, but then I think, well, two things came up for me. I thought, you know, one thing is I thought, you know, three to five years, my goals may change. You know, I, I, I'm always, and I'm somebody who does change a lot and they may change. Or if I have a goal that I think is three or five years out, I think now nah, I'll do it in one or two years. And I probably use those to not be as concrete with my long-term goals, but in working with all the people like you have or in your own life, either, you know, both, uh, do you see that, that people tend to be more successful or more proliferate, uh, to, 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 uh, be more prone to write on short-term goals, but not as much the long-term? Well, yes. And I don't think it's all bad actually, because, so we all have to have a vision, right? So we have to have a vision for our life, our vision for our family, our business. And so those are those long range goals. But the purpose of goal setting is, is giving little increments and little, you know, how do you need an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. So if, if all you're focusing on is the big elephant, it's a little overwhelming. So actually the purpose of goal setting is to take a bigger, longer goal and break it down into little chunks. So the fact that he's doing that, and for a 12-month period is awesome because he's accomplishing so much. My only addition to that is continue to do that, but then add in that vision. You know, where really try to, to paint the picture of where you want to be ultimately. The tactical may change. So, for example, you know, maybe um, – I don't, I'm just trying to think, maybe you want to start a business um, within the next five years, leave corporate America and go to business. So you may not have the specific tactical plan yet. Um, That may still be evolving, but have that long range vision. And then maybe the goal is, okay, by the December of this year, have uh, an outline of what I want to accomplish year one, year two, year three. Um, But I think that it's, not bad to just have the short term because that's, those are the goals that we accomplish. And we are creatures of, of, we we like that sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have those little short term goals, you're, you're, you're not going to be as motivated to do the bigger, longer term goals, but there's, it's both. It has to be both. 
Yeah. Well, and I'm finding that. So now at the age of 46, I, I'm looking at, I, I think I'm conceptualizing more long-term goals as I get older. And, I, and I'm sure that that's relevant for my kids to have really long-term goals. They're still trying to figure out what they want to do. So I think yeah. it's probably a, a maturation point for all of us uh, to where we do get more, uh, we can visualize those long-term goals, but I just realized that my goodness, when we set those, when I set those, it makes a difference on those shorter term goals. Uh, you know, one we're looking at right now is just an investment property at a water area, whether it's beach or, or a lake. And we want that in, uh, you know, in the next three years or so. And it makes, it gives us some decisions. Even as we look at a getaway, my wife and I are going on a getaway saying, well, let's go someplace that we want to explore. So those are our destination points. And even looking at the investments we make in our current home, which we'll, we'll keep, but, you know, looking at those, it just, yeah, it really does help give us that rudder, which is the point. So man, Gregory, thanks for posting that. And yeah, I under, I understand that, uh, that propensity, but rock on for, yeah, doing the goal setting that you are for sure. Absolutely. Um, Robin Lee Avon. She says for a long time, I believe that if I wrote down my goals and did not achieve them within my posted time frame, it would be concrete proof that I was a failure. Okay. I, I, yeah. I'm going to guess Robin, you just spoke for a dramatic amount of people. Uh, first thoughts on that, Michelle. <laughs> Actually, the first thing that came to my mind is if you're building a skyscraper and you have a deadline to get it complete by the end of the year, do you just stop because you don't hit the deadline? Mm -hmm. No, you just keep building, but you just move the deadline out. Nobody is a failure. You cannot fail. And, and like Zig always said, failure is an event. It is not a person. And just because you didn't hit a date, maybe the date wasn't set appropriately. So I personally am a bigger believer in if it's a if it's a goal that is truly tied to your passion, it's tied to your purpose, it is in the best interest of everyone around you, and it's a goal that is legitimately important to you, don't get so hung up on the the, the final date. Um, and just know that adjustments adjustments can be made, but but it's certainly not a failure. Although all that to say, <laughs> I can understand because I have felt that way too. You know, if I said I was gonna finish a book by a certain date and I didn't do it, that disappointment in myself. But we got to give ourselves a little bit of slack. If you're still moving forward, just don't stop building the building when there's just a little bit left to go, even though you didn't hit the date. Yeah, man, I, I have had some personal experience that's made this issue really tangible, uh, Robin. And I, I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, one talking about the date or even the breadth of that goal. And I've had some goals. So I'm a, I'm a shoot for the stars kind of guy. And early on in my marriage, realized that my wife and I differ in that. When I would give the vision of the stars and talk about the reality and this, these things that motivated me, and then we came to that timeline or just to the end of, of whatever that endeavor was, and we weren't at the stars, to me, I'm pretty stoked because we're on the moon, right? You, you've always heard that, you know, shoot for the star or aim for the stars, uh, but if you land on the moon, that's great. And I'm good with that. Well, my wife, I mean, she was there. She was at the stars. And, and to see that to her felt like a big letdown. Well, there's a big, there's a big dichotomy there. Cause here I'm, I'm stoked with where we're at and she's disappointed and it makes sense. And it's, you know, sometimes I think we have different personality profiles and we need to adjust our perspectives based on that. I still am the same guy, but I communicate it differently. Some uh, to my wife or to my kids or coworkers or partners or whatever. Cause I've, I've learned that everybody is, is different. And so, yeah, when you look at that, uh, understanding how, you know, how you're wired and how can you do it in a way that makes it 
okay to you that you can have grace with if you don't hit that date or don't again to me, Michelle, I think there's somewhere I've, I've realized, you know, I've gotten along and, and I'm okay with a certain level. Maybe I didn't hit the stars and I'm okay with that. And I'm, I'm good. With, I'm good with the moon. And, um, but yeah, to, to each his own, I guess. Yeah. And sometimes we have self-imposed dates that what mm-hmm. is it really, why did you really want to get it done by then? I, you know, I work with authors a lot and I always, you know, ask them, well, when, what, what is your goal that, and, and a lot of them, you know, I want to have this book done by, you know, September 1st. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's September 1st? Well, no, I just, just kind of pulled it out of the air. Well, so if we just set a date that sounds good. It, it may not be realistic. So just give yourself that grace to adjust. Don't stop, but just readjust and keep yeah. moving. Absolutely. Well, so Robin actually went on. That was a that was an issue in and of itself, but she went on in her Facebook post, and this is the second part that I thought was worth pulling out and hitting extra. Uh, she says, I, I also uh, somehow was embarrassed by wanting and dreaming uh, to have more than I already had. Deep down, I did not think I deserved more. Again, I just thought you just hit a, a dramatic percentage of the audience. I think it's something to, to a degree we can all relate to. I think that sometimes, Michelle, I don't know if you've experienced this, but when we talk about goals and, you know, for somebody's on stage or in a book or whatever, it can sound, it can sometimes come off as self-gratifying. And so I yeah. thought about this. Yeah. in regards to what Robin said, and I said, well, obviously if I'm just looking at padding my own existence and it's all about me and it's narcissistic, but that's a sidestep from goals. If my goal is to be a better human for my wife, my kids, those that I serve, or it's a personal achievement. I honestly thought about, uh, in, um, uh, the, the, the parable in the Bible on multiplying the talents that if I have gifts and skills and abilities, and I see an opportunity, well, one of my favorite quotes from Zig is if you have a product or service, you think can help somebody, uh, it's your moral obligation to sell it, to sell it. And so in that, man, I've got to, if I'm called to that, if I have a calling that I, that I uh, feel led to, I'm going to have to set some goals. I mean, I don't, I don't think, and here we're going to get into some doctrine. I don't think God micromanages us. Micromanages us. Did he tell Moses to, you know, head out and say, okay, on this day, go this far, follow this path. And, and I don't, I don't know that. So I think there's some, some relevance in looking at what is the goal? Who does it serve? Does that, uh, That's right. okay. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, it's one of the questions in Zeg's seven-step goal-setting formula. You know, is it morally right? And it, is it fair and right to everyone involved? And so if the answer is yes, and if you're setting a goal that seems, um, you know, what Robin said about feeling embarrassed, sharing a big goal, I, I can relate to that. I'll be honest with you. I can totally relate to that because for so many years before I, I uh, owned my gifts, I guess you could put it that way, uh, I was embarrassed to tell anyone that I wanted to be a, an author and a speaker because it did seem a little you know, self-gratifying or, or whatever, but, but, the, and, and it held me back uh, truthfully for many, many years. And I didn't follow through on what I, I knew I was supposed to do, but I just didn't do it. But then the realization of, wait a minute, if I, I, I have a desire to help people, I do have a story. So by getting it out there, if it inspires somebody that that's, that's not self-serving, that is actually, you know, people serving. So, um, and I look to Zig in that. And so don't ever be ashamed or embarrassed of your dreams and your goals, because I believe that we all are given these gifts for a reason. And it's usually to help someone else. So by setting the goals and going after them, um, yes, you're involved, but it's not always about you. If it's a part of your bigger picture and bigger plan. Well, there's a Zig story that has always been relevant to me in this. And it was uh, one of my favorite books is his autobiography. 
and just hearing the story of his life, he had a goal to have an arrow. That was what part of his symbol, an arrow shaped pool. Well, yes. okay. So take that into this, this light. Oh, really? That's your goal. That's a, that's a calling. And that's, you're going to spend however many tens of thousands of dollars on, on a pool. You could, you know, feed a third world country. So in that, and, and I'm going to pay, I'm paraphrasing some, but how I've taken it in my own life. So if he did that as an achievement unto, uh, you know, himself to validate a, a, a goal that he had set financially and in his business to do a pool. But I know also he used that pool. He got exercise out there. He got vitamin D from the good son. He was inspired. If that helped him get out and go through the next, uh, the rest of his day being a better spouse, a better dad, a better worker and helped him get out a better book. Is that valid? And I, and I think it is. There, wow. there are some well, personal things. Yeah. And I love you just brought up that example because I, I never really thought about that, but you know, and you, you know, the story, something pretty uh, magical life changing happened to Zig in that pool, by the way, that's when he was looking up at the stars and that's when he, he turned over his life, um, and became a Christian. So how awesome is that? That is a perfect example. And you and I didn't talk about this ahead of time, but what a perfect example of, yes, that was a goal of his. Yes. Maybe it seemed, you know, self-seeking and that he wanted a big pool. No, ultimately that pool, that goal, that dream led to a bigger purpose Yeah, and you just never know. So, Oh, that's, that's great. I I do want to just on what you said though, too, you know, when that goal is something about your own personal achievement and for you being an author and a speaker that it feels kind of, can feel like, Mm -hmm. gosh, you know, who am I to do that? That specific. And I wish I had it in front of me, but folks, if you're listening, uh, it's back at the show with Christy Wright, Christy Wright. She's with Ramsey. And we did a, an interview with her a few months back, uh, on her new book. Uh, so on, in that she starts off hitting that right there for people who wanted to be, want to go after self-employment. The first thing that comes up is who am I to do this? Who am I to do something different? So I'd really encourage you go back and listen to find that just scroll down. You'll see Christy Wright somewhere there and listen to that. And she hits on that topic. Okay. Well, not uh, at risk of making this the Robin Lee Avon show. Thank you so much. There's a third piece <laughs> she put in that I wanted to pull out real briefly. She says it has taken years years of self-improvement in many, many different forms to discover the false beliefs that I have. I had them for so long that I never discussed them. I never questioned them. To, and here was the kicker line. To me, they were just facts. No different than the sky is blue and the grass is green. And she in parentheses wrote, it was not easy for me to admit this here. So first off, uh, Robin, thank you. Uh, and I applaud you for stepping out publicly uh, on Facebook to, to post this and I think some people get flack for airing their dirty laundry, but what you did right here is just gave an admission that so many people again can relate to, and you have blessed me and everyone else by sharing that. But that issue right there, that the, that the things, uh, those, those false beliefs to you were just facts. I, I think that's where we all come from. And we have to come to that realization, uh, one day or over a period of time that, wait a minute, those aren't facts. That's just what I was given. And I am very anti victim mentality, but to a point, even my children, they are a victim of me to good, good and bad. And I can't help, but massively influence their lives. And there is going to be some bad along with, with the good. I can't stop that. And so whatever your background for any of us, there are some things that we have to step back and question, go, wait a minute. Why do I think this? Where did this come from? Which is, 
again, consummate, uh, you know, consummate Ziegler. Is there a specific, even a, a Ziegler book that you would recommend on that, uh, on that issue of, yeah, just questioning. I mean, it's a big part of the show and everything that we do here, but, uh, um, you know, belief is something that's kind of weaved into all of his material to some mm-hmm. degree, but I just, I have to just say to Robin, mm-hmm. I so can relate to you. And you are so not the only one that feels this way. And uh, truthfully, the reason I was kind of trapped in a, in a pretty miserable, miserable existence for so many years was because of those negative beliefs. And, um, you know, they are fact and, and you can't help it. It's just if that's all you know, you know, that's all you if that's all you've been told. That's all you can know. Um, so it's not until you change the. But to answer your question, changing the picture, I would recommend, um, which is part of the How to Stay Motivated series, is the the collection of all the audios. I mean, there's that whole uh, segment of the audios is all on changing the way we see ourselves. Because okay. and, and the analogy I have always used for belief, and I'll just share it real briefly, is because sometimes you think, well, why? you know, I should be able to get over this or, you know, I shouldn't think this about myself. My negative limiting belief for years when I was younger was I'm not good enough. You know, I don't know where that came from necessarily, but somebody probably said something on a playground or somewhere and I just held on to it. But the analogy is this. If you were raised in a family that everyone in the family believed the earth was flat, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, your whole community, your neighborhood, everyone was just of that mindset, the belief the earth is flat. You grow up, you go to work, you're in a situation one day and somehow the topic of the earth comes up and you say, yeah, it's totally flat. And people look at you like you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Of course, it's not flat. And you're adamant. You're like, uh, no, I know I'm right. It is totally flat. My mom says it's flat. My dad says it's My point in all this is just because you believe it doesn't mean it's true. The reality is the earth has never been flat. But because that's what you were told, that's what you believe. So in fairness to yourself, you believe what you believe because that's what you were told. But changing that picture to go back to truth. And the truth is you have everything within you already to be successful. You have those seeds of greatness and it's changing the picture and changing the way you see yourself. And that's when life changed. That's when everything shifted for me. Yeah. Truthfully, do something about my beliefs. One of my favorite quotes, and I'm actually looking here to see, I I think they say it's some Buddhist teaching is don't believe everything you think. Uh, but I love that because we just inherently do. And something that you, you mentioned, yeah, that we often have parents, older siblings, classmates, educators who tell us things that become part of our facts. I I don't think we can escape it early on. It's just up to us at some point in time to come to a a maturity level or a realization, a revelation that, wait a minute, and and step back and question that. And I think that's a coming of age for all of us, or it should be. But I think that unfortunately, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of part of the growing up wisdom, you know, getting comfortable in your own skin. I mean, we're created perfectly. We have everything we need um, already within us. So it's just getting to that age in life or that stage in life where you realize like, you know what, I am good enough just the way I am, regardless of what I may have thought before. Absolutely. Well, Robin, thank you immensely for yes, uh, you. Yeah, being authentic and opening yourself. That was a great gift. Folks, a quick pause. If you want to get your question into the show, tune in on the Zig Ziglar Facebook page, along with nearly four and a half million other people. We'll be posting questions like this weekly. Uh, before Michelle and I address the next question, which was really good, submitted on this topic of goals, I want to thank two great services who have great free offers for the Ziggler audience. First, Zip Recruiter. If you're hiring, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? 
Finding great talent can be tough. We all know that. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. You can find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, Ziggler listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Totally free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Ziggler. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Ziggler. Next is Blue Apron with school starting up again and schedules getting a little tighter. Cooking sometimes will become less of a priority. Don't let that happen. I implore you, keep dinner time sacred for your family. For less than 10 bucks a meal, Blue Apron makes it easy to create delicious seasonal recipes with step-by-step instructions and pre-portioned ingredients delivered right to your door. I love it. You don't even have to go to the grocery store. So our last meal at the Miller household was roasted chicken and barramundi. That's a fish if you don't know what that is. I usually have the kids take leftovers for school lunches, but this meal was just decimated. We just had a blast cooking together. Everyone was in their aprons cooking away. So some of the meals available in September include include summer vegetable and egg paninis with Calabrian. I think that's how you say that. I actually don't know. Calabrian, chili, mayonnaise, and caprese salad, soy glazed pork and rice cakes with bok choy and marinated green beans, skillet vegetable chili with cornmeal and cheddar drop biscuits, garlic, butter, shrimp, and corn with green bean salad and roasted purple tomatoes. Sounds awesome. Uh, Each meal comes with step-by-step, easy to follow recipe cards. I can testify to that. My kids follow along and help on their sections that they do. Uh, It has pre-portioned ingredients and can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Ziggler. Again, that's blueapron.com slash Ziggler. It's just a better way to cook. Kaketsu Matsapi, I think, but I really appreciate what he asked. He said, sometimes it's thinking that you know where the road leads at the end and not writing goals down. It's a risk of time and a loss of direction towards the bigger picture. Now I read a few things into that and, you know, I, on the aspect of setting specific goals and, uh, to anyone who hears that, and, and there's a concern that am I setting, setting specific goals and not paying attention to the bigger picture? Um, I think that that's, that's relevant, but if you go back to the quote that we posted on Facebook, what you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. That's a big part of goal setting. Goal setting is as much mental programming. We just did a a show with Joshua Spodek and the benefits of the self-imposed uh, activities that we do. Dis- you could call them disciplines. Go listen to the show if you don't know what I'm talking about. But doing these self-imposed things, it's it's one thing to get the outcome of what you're going after. So in this sense, a goal. So you have a goal to do X. Okay, that's great. But it's the daily walking towards living out, doing the activities for that goal that helps us become a better human. So look at this as brain training and and, brain, and programming and success, success training 
uh, as much as that end goal. What if you set 10 goals and go after them and don't achieve any of them? What you became by setting your face to the wind and, and doing the things that you need to do, disciplining yourself, uh, disciplining your body, your mind, everything. That's as much of a benefit as that end goal. So that's one of the things I, I read into that. But what, what thoughts came up for you, Michelle? Well, just to add to that, it's one of the reasons why we also do short-term goals, little chunks, because we do get such a sense of pride in ourselves when we complete something, when we when we accomplish something we set out to do. Even if it's small, there's that feeling of accomplishment, and that feeling actually becomes kind of like a snowball effect. Um, but if you're only doing the big long-term goals and you never get those little you know, bursts of, of excitement, like, oh, I did it, and you feel proud of yourself, and, and yeah. you know, then it's you're not going to get the benefit of, of what that quote is all about, which is who you become, but it's, it's that accomplishment. The other thing I, I, I kind of read into to the post was the importance of writing it down. And, you know, you think, you know, what you want to accomplish and, and look, we all do, it's all in our head, but it's, it's been proven that when you write it down, you're more likely to accomplish it and writing it down and not putting it in a drawer, but writing it down and keeping it in front of you, keeping it in your performance planner and seeing it daily. That's why Zig created the planner that way so that you literally know your top three goals every day and what you're doing. And over time, your, your mind will go in the direction of what you feed it. So if you're constantly feeding it, the goals that you want to accomplish, you're going to go in those directions. But if you don't write it down and you don't remember, then your mind's just going to kind of wander. And then by the end of the year, you're like, oh yeah, I was going to do that this year. I was going to write that book, but I didn't. So it's really important. Here, here's one on that. And you said something made me think of it, Michelle, that in my, I had a business for a long time, helping people who wanted to transition from traditional employment a viable idea that fits them, that fits the marketplace. And we're looking at this big endeavor that's very viable, but it still was very, it loomed very big in front of them. And at some point we came along and, and in trying to do, it was you talking about, you know, s- small wins, small goals yeah. and baby steps. Sometimes it was hard for them to even conceptualize that within that specific endeavor. And we ended up coming around and it was something that we played with to say for a lot of people, and this didn't fit everybody, but go with the analogy of saying, okay, here you are looking at this big endeavor right now. Let's just work on proving to yourself that you can set a goal and go after it, that you can change, that you can grow, that you can achieve. And we used running uh, like five K's, 10 K's. We had one guy do a marathon, but it was almost setting that aside right now, right now, just work on you. And when those folks did that and they trained and they went and they had a goal maybe a time goal, uh, of, of the race or even just finishing it, whatever. And they did that. It was, it was like a, a, a switch flipped yeah. and they said, okay, I can, I am now, I have just proven maybe going back to Robin's talk about, you know, these things, these facts that go on in our brains of, I am not a go getter. I'm not a self-starter. I'm not disciplined. I'm not, da, da, da. go prove that you are go do something, whatever it may be. And it may not be running. It may be something else. Uh, it may be a, a speaking class, a Toastmasters or something like yeah. that, or, or whatever. You could come up with a whole long list of that. But maybe for those of you who are looking at something and you don't understand how to get those little wins within that, look somewhere else. Again, we're talking about brain programming here and getting ourselves to believe in ourselves. Right. Um, well, hey, here's one that's uh, a little muddy water, so I'll let you answer it first. Okay, Michelle? <laughs> Thanks. All right. This is Lisa Cole. She says, after my husband passed, I retired from a career that was rewarding. I was diagnosed with kidney disease and have been, go- uh, been on dialysis for seven years. I was always an ardent goal setter in my youth. These days, I pray to the Holy Spirit to use my days for his will. 
right there. So that's, that's the, there's some doctrinal, uh, muddy water there because when I'll say, when I look at that, I, I, I understand some of the spirit of that, but just to wake up every day, fully open and fresh, but with no plan, no endeavor, no initiative, uh, is, is a little risky to me. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I, and I, I understand that desire though, to live your life, um, to serve, but we also have to have, so, you know, I'll give the analogy, this example, you know, before I wrote my first book, I did feel kind of led to do it. (laughs) It's a long story, but I really did. I felt like, you know, uh, divinely, uh, directed to do that. Mm. And so following that nudge, right. To, to, to follow through with what I felt like I was telling me to do, but it also took setting goals because something just be, so I knew that I was supposed to do that, but it doesn't just happen overnight just because I go toward it. So I had to set goals of like, okay, spending time to write, figuring out how to publish, do all those, those pieces. So I think it's a combination of listening to the Holy spirit and following the nudge, but then taking what you hear and putting it into an action plan because otherwise I agree with you, it is risky. And then you can find yourself just kind of, again, going through that wandering. And, you know, if you, if you've given, been given the gift of, of understanding and discerning, you know, what the spirit's telling you to do, then you, then you have even more so reason that you have to take that and put a plan of action around that yeah. um, to ensure success. But it is a fine line. I get that. I get that. Well, okay. You'll appreciate this on that same aspect. And you just talked right, right. uh, You just encircled it. Uh, Many years ago, I was involved with my, my dad's, my dad's first book, Dan Miller was when they were getting 48 days out of his self-published mode. And then he actually had a, a publisher and we ended up at the Christian booksellers association. It was actually up in Denver. So went in massive convention, all these, these books and you go around, it's just for people who are in the industry, but you go around and you end up coming out with a, a truckload of books, which I was really stoked about. So we've you know filled our bookshelves with all these books for people we didn't know and, and, and books we'd never seen. And I would over time here and there, just go pick one out that just caught my eye and read it. And I read some of my, my experience, some of the most anointed messages I have ever read that are still in my bookshelves today. But I was also aware that being in the industry enough that looking at people do judge a book by its cover. And in this, I saw, here's a book that this man or woman got. I believe they had an anointed message. They put it in this book. And I, and now I do know because I've talked to so many of them that they felt that that would lead to the millions of sales. And I saw that, no, it did not. They sold maybe 2000, 3000 books. And then they're on scrambling for the next book just to, to make a buck. And this great message died under, and this, I don't want to be harsh, but not seeking wisdom. So yeah, when you talk about an anointing, a calling, a, a miracle, you know, in the Bible, we have a burning bush, we have a, a sea parted. And then we, for every one of those, we have about a hundred callings to seek wisdom, seek counsel, seek wisdom, seek counsel. And so in this, I, I think we see a lot of blessings die on the vine uh, because yeah. we do, I mean, and I would love that too. My gosh, God, you gave me this vision, make it happen. And yet again, biblically, I, Moses is my favorite story and he sends him to the Red Sea and they're stuck. What's with that? And, and exactly. And you know what happens though? The sea, we, we know the part of the story where the sea parts, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until they stepped in. Mm-hmm. If you really read, go back and read, it didn't just happen because they got to the edge of the water. No, he was instructed to get in the water and that's when things parted. So 
we still have to take action, you know, and, and, and goals is just all goal setting is, is just the assurance that it'll get completed. That's all it is. It's just a process to get you from, you know, where you're supposed to go, but you got to do it. You have to do it. Uh, Well, so Lisa, thank you. That was uh, again, a lot of people. That's, that's a big topic there. And uh, one that this conversation probably won't wrap up for anyone, including myself, but uh, it's one that we all got to press into for our own callings. Well, uh, last one here, Michael Martin, and and there's some, there's some uh, overlap with what he shares here with some of what we talked about, but I wanted to dig in more. He says, I'm afraid of failing period. Mm. Of course, failing is completely insignificant. Uh, I'm really afraid of the way I'll mentally abuse myself if I fail. So not even writing the goal down prevents me from even taking my desire seriously. I don't have to deal with the results at all because I never even tried. I can pretend Mm. I didn't really want to do it. It was just a cute thought. Boom. Uh, (laughs) There's, there's some weight right there. Again, Michael, uh, you're, I don't want to say good company because that's a hard place to be. It's not a very good place to be, but yeah, right there. And the first thing that hit me right there is accountability. Yeah. Writing that goal down and that there's the power of, of writing it down. Why, why Zig talks about, we, we have a, I was just at the Ziggler legacy certification course. And of course there was a lot of talk about the Ziggler goals planner, this actual paper product. This is not an electronic thing. <laughs> and uh, of course, and you know more about this than I do, Michelle, there's, there's, again, we're talking about programming, this mental programming that we're all working on programming our hearts and our, and our heads of no taking a pen or a pencil and writing it down, writing something down. It's just like Zig self-talk cards. When we speak it out, it does something to us and it does make us accountable. And Michael, you're speaking to that. Absolutely. And I, I can absolutely align with you that, uh, that has been a part of my life. It probably still is. There are things that I feel like I should do. I could do, I'm even called to do, and I will refrain from putting it down on paper because I don't want to be accountable to it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Michelle. Well, it's it's interesting. And again, I'm, I'm, you know, we're all in good company here because we're not perfect, but what's interesting, what you fear most is failure and what you're guaranteed to get Mm. is failure. Truthfully, think of it. If you're not going to set a goal, you are guaranteed to fail at achievement. So what you fear most is really what you're, you're doing to yourself because you, you, you absolutely cannot win. So, but, but as Zig said, and I've said it earlier, failure is an event. It's not a person. It doesn't define who you are. And in fact, you know, we, we know this to be true because some of the most successful people in this world became successful because of the amount of failure they had. I mean, Thomas Edison, how many times, what, how many ways did he have to discover that the light bulb did not work, you know, until he got there, he had to fail and fail and fail and fail. So if you just shift the mindset, it's, yeah, you have to fail, fail forward. You, when you fail, you learn something, one way of not to do it again. So it's, if it's, you know, it's, I just think it's interesting, but the one thing you fear most is the one thing you're guaranteeing for your life by not setting a goal. You can always readjust. You can always shift, but if you don't bother trying, you're guaranteed to fail. Absolutely. So folks, I'll give you a task if you want to, as you're listening, about 65% of you are listening on your cell phones and the, uh, the rest on the computer, I guess, type in the man in the arena by Theodore Roosevelt. I was going to read it, but I thought, no, I'll give it'll, it'll resonate more if you pull it up on your own phone and you read it. And it just talks about the merits of like you talked about, uh, with, with Moses just stepping in the water, taking action. And that again, it's not all about the end result, uh, of that endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what if it doesn't work, right? Who's, who's keeping score? So maybe you try something and it doesn't work. Okay. 
you can call that a failure, but really it's not. It's just you figured out a way to not do it again. Um, so it's, I think everything in life is about mindset. It's how we see it. And it goes back to our beliefs too. And, and maybe somewhere in, in that last post that there's a belief that if, if you try something and it doesn't work out, that you are a failure, but it's actually the total opposite. If you try something, you have courage and now you know a better way to do it. Um, and nobody who's ever been successful will ever tell you they didn't have failures along the way. Yep. You know, it's just part of the process, but I get it. And, and, and that fear is real, even though it's based on something that is not real because it, you not making a, a goal, accomplishing a goal or hitting it by the date does not make you a failure, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lie basically yeah. that we're telling ourselves, but just change the mindset that it's just one way to learn how to not do it again. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. And but I, what's the risk? But you risk actually, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Kevin. Yeah. One last thing on that. But but here's the, the upside of that. Yeah, you might fail forward, right? Find a way to not do it again. But here's the other thing. Well, what if you succeed? You know, you have better odds of succeeding. You're guaranteed to fail if you don't try. I, I love that. I love that line. Uh, I saw years ago at a conference, Franz Johansson, I saw him speak. He's the author of the Medici effect. And he talked about there, he was actually talking about entrepreneurship and, and, and business startup. And he says, one of the things in his studies where we look at entrepreneurs and we think about them, oh, they're, they're, they're go-getters, they're risk takers, they're yada, 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 all the stuff that we, that we uh, attribute to them. He says in his studies, what he really found is that most entrepreneurs, they just try more things than most people. Yeah. Obviously amongst that is failure, but he made it sound so palatable. They just try more things uh, than most people do. And they, as you just said, they, at some point they go, Oh, Hey, that worked <laughs> son yeah. of a gun. So, uh, ah, such great stuff, folks. I, I mean, awesome. this, this topic of, of goal setting, I think is hard for some people, you know, I, I will say one thing, and if you want to comment to it too, Michelle, um, I grew up in a home of zig and goals and things like that. And I have to admit that somewhere in my youth, I got a little, uh, a little chip on my shoulder with goals, but it wasn't really with goals. It was just the terminology. And I found myself later in life really focused on things like, you know, dreams and visions and desires. And you know what, whatever you want to call it, the point is having something that you're going after and the power of writing it down and having your own self accountable accountability to it. Uh, is so powerful, but call, if you need to call it something else, call it something else, give, give it a different name. Uh, but that accountability uh, to yourself is gigantic. And if you want to take the next step, share it with somebody else and make yourself accountable uh, to them. They will still love you if you don't do it. You think Michelle? I think so. <laughs> and you know, don't, don't complicate this. If it, it's, if it seems too big and too hard to do a big system, that's okay. Boil it down to these three words, be, do, have. Think for yourself, who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? What do you want to do? You know, that could be professionally, it could be personally. And what do you want to have? You know, you, you can't have anything unless you do the work to get it. And you really can't do the work until you become the person that is able to do what needs to happen in order to have what you want. But that's a good way. And that's something that Zig always used, um, you know, be, do, have. So just grab a sheet of paper, grab a little, you know, napkin if you want, and just write down, who do I want to become this year? What do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish? And what do I want to have? And it's okay to have things. Um, the more you have, the more you have to give. So, um, but keep it simple, but don't go through life, a, gen a wandering generality, just going around and around and around and around and around and missing out on opportunities. Just, you know, it it's important to keep that goal in front of you and write it down so that you don't lose, get off course and don't lose uh, focus. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Well, folks, thanks so much. Everybody who gave a comment, it's, it's just golden. And I hope you hear that what you share, you are speaking for so many people. So thanks for having the courage and the willingness to step up and share with us. If you're not on, uh, we post these now every week at the Ziggler Facebook page. So just type in Zig Ziggler. You'll find it. There's almost four and a half million folks there, but uh, about once a great, incredible quote posters that'll motivate you. So go sign up there. Uh, and you also, if you're, if you want to check out, uh, Michelle Prince, type that in at Facebook. You can find me there. And we're usually post posting these as well and looking for feedback from, from those we know. So thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks for doing this. I feel like I'm the biggest beneficiary of anyone. It's always a gift oh, to be with same you. Same here. I love it. And thank you all for the posts and, and just keeping it real. Love it. Absolutely. Well, friends, thanks for tuning in to The Ziggler Show. Next week, we start our new format where we don't just do a single interview with a guest, but a series. I think you're going to like it. I really hope you're going to like it. And if you're getting value here, again, the best way to pay homage to Zig Ziggler and the legacy is leave us a review in iTunes. Thanks so much for being with us as we walk together, inspiring our true performance. <music>